0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening there, fellow Clashers. Welcome back to another episode of Clashing in Traffic. As always, I'm your host, Catfish. Why don't y'all hop on in, buckle up. It is time to go play in some traffic. Guys, I want to thank you for riding along with me yet again on my commute as I am back into the office this week, finally done uh, having to telework. And actually, my schedule is getting ready to change, so I will be traveling into the office quite a bit more. Uh, We're starting to tone down the number of days per week that we're teleworking, so I'll be back in the office with a lot more time driving, which means I'm not going to have quite as much time for clashing uh, anymore. I don't know how long this will last. We'll have to get used to the old schedule, because that's really what we're going back to is the old schedule, and see how that impacts my ability to, to stay in touch with the community as much as I've had the ability to enjoy doing that over the last year and a half. But I'll still, still be out there clashing. Uh, I clashed long before I got put on this mass telework thing for uh, for the past year and a half, almost two years now, and I'll continue clashing on uh, even after I'm back in the office. So Still, uh, still looking to see if maybe there's some other jobs out there for me so that I don't have quite as long a commute because I got used to not having to drive quite so far to get to work with all of the, the teleworking and things that I've been doing. So we'll see what happens, guys. Um still out there, got some feelers out, hunting out for some new job opportunities, and hopefully sometime soon I'll find something that, that works out for me and for my family. But in the meantime, let's talk about let's talk about some clash of clans, guys, what all we ha- we got going on this week. Clan games started up, so I hope everybody is grinding those out. I have just barely started. I did not even start clan games until I think there were five people in the Knights of Zion who were done. I saw that proverbs thirty one was finished off, I believe, and post a little video about it. Uh, if you're not subscribed to her her YouTube channel. Please, please go look her up. It's Clash on the Potty. She's been doing a lot of shorts and whatnot recently and apparently getting quite a bit of views on those shorts. So uh, congratulations on that and loving just the the silly little (laughs) content that can come with those shorts. They're kind of a fun, a fun concept, a fun medium to have out there. And she's been rocking those out with some fun songs and some different little content that she's been doing. So go check that out. The Clan Games is up. Clan Games is going. Looks like there's a couple, I don't know, maybe they tweaked a few things to maybe make it a little bit better. I'm seeing more clan game challenges that are worth more than the the 150 points that we seem to get inundated with last month, where there were so many that were just at 150 points. Now, I haven't seen any of those massive ones that were like 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 points. I haven't seen those yet, but what I learned oh, over the last couple months is that while I found a couple of those, there were a lot of other people who hadn't seen them, so I'm not saying that is unusual, but I have seen several that were a little bit worth a little bit more points that weren't quite as grindy and maybe maybe that's an effort to kind of meet in the middle because I, while i have enjoyed the last couple months of the clan games since they changed the format because it feels like you can get done with a challenge a lot sooner than you could in the past there's no more of these ones that you know takes two three days to finish them if you're just getting in and doing your normal amount of raids so that's that's nice i've enjoyed it but i know that i've seen other people complaining that it has been really, really grindy. Now, the rewards, I'll be honest, I didn't even really look at the rewards yet. I mean, that, that's on me. I should have prepared for the podcast and looked at the clan for rewards, but uh, I really, on the main account, I'm not needing the rewards. There's probably not any magic items that I already, don't already have in inventory, except some runes. I could use some elixir and gold runes because I used the ones that I had in the inventory to finish off my walls, and I figured that there's probably gonna be some in either clan games or in the season challenges so that I can get one back in my inventory before the next the next update. And that's what I'm banking on. I'm banking on being able to collect a couple of those before oh the April time frame when we should expect to see the next update. Now, as far as update is concerned, y'all I, I saw somebody I, I, you know somebody was out there trying to be all clickbaity. And I say that completely tongue in cheek. It was, you know, Tip Dog's uh, the last Clash Tips podcast episode. They were talking about the the tiny update that we got, and you know, I say that tongue in cheek because you know I love Tip Dog. I love Call Me T. You guys have fantastic content out there. But it wasn't it wasn't an update. We don't have updates in January, and Supercell said that we don't. They don't ever do updates in February either. I have to go back and find that quote, but I know that I have seen Darian say that. But what we do see almost every January is a balance change and it comes right around this time somewhere in the middle of the month to the end of the month where they see what they put in place over the winter update or even older than that and they make some balance changes. Now the biggest balance change that we had in January was the Super Wizards. The Super Wizards got released and they were completely OP because they were doing that 60% damage on their chain lightning, and it was just, it was breaking everything, right? And then come January, time for the balance change, they nerfed the super wizard down to the 40% damage. Some other balance change things that we have seen is, oh, a year or two, was it last year or the year before, where they added 10, they added an entire 10 HP. To the level 18 cannons, and you look at that and you think, "Wow, gee, 10 HP—that's that's so cool." But it really did change things in the game because those 10 extra HP meant that the maxed-out Royal Champion, her Seeking Shield ability, could not one-shot a level 18 cannon. So that that really that really did change things because it's you know. One of those points where do you do you know that you're going to be able to take out a couple cannons with her ability or are you going to have to two-shot them and it's, they're going to be able to chew through her before she gets there. So there's times when these balance changes look like they're just teeny tiny and don't have any significance whatsoever. And then there's times when Supercell's actually done some math and they figured some things out and by making a tiny balance change it can actually have a decent impact on gameplay and on the current meta. So that's... Yeah, even 10 HP on a cannon can have an impact. Now, some other balance change things that we've seen in the past. This one wasn't a January one, but, you know, the OP Valk buff that has done absolutely nothing for Valks. Some other things that we have seen in a January update. The last time we had any update, I believe, was 2016, where we actually saw an update of sorts come in January. And that was when they introduced the loot cart. So it wasn't new; it wasn't new stuff to the game, like content, like new levels of troops or anything. But there were a couple of things that did impact a little bit—not necessarily of gameplay, but game management. So we have seen an update in the past six, seven years, but it's—it's it's not really been what I would consider a content update, right? So we don't ever expect to see updates. In January, we expect these little balance change things. And I, I think the reason it takes a little bit of time is Supercell likes to get the update out in early December so that they can address any bugs before they all go on vacation. Guys, those guys go on vacation too, just like all the rest of us. They need to take some time off from work. Yes, some of the support people and the server maintenance guys they have to be there just to, you know, maintain 24/7 operations. But a lot of the development team and the community managers and all that. A lot of those guys, they take vacation just like the rest of us. So they take a break over the holidays there at the end of December, beginning of January, then they come back and they analyze the data, see what changes need to be made, what balances need to be put in place so that they can adjust things from that winter update. Now, why? Why did we feel the need to buff the mortar? It wasn't a huge buff, right? And we've already heard We've already heard some discussion about how it might impact the crash damage from the balloons taking it down so you can no longer, you know, funnel out a mortar with just one balloon. I've still been able to do it with a balloon and a minion, but not if there's a bunch of other air targeting defenses in the area. Then sometimes I'm still having trouble getting that down with just the balloon and the minion. So there's been a few times on the Town Hall 14 where I've had some issues with funneling. And it really comes into play when, right now, I'm using the Flame Flinger, and I'm, I'm still working on hybrid, right? Catfish has never been a dude who has been good at hybrid, so that is what I've been working on the past week or so. I've had some success, I've had some failures, but that's what I've been working on. And I've been doing it with the Snake and Flame Flinger, and I, I have never before in my life, well, since maybe like Town Hall 4, cared so much about where the stupid mortars were. So now I'm looking out for those mortars and trying to figure out if I need to try to get in and funnel them out or or if I can just drop that flame flinger down. And there have been a few times when I have failed to get that funnel. If the mortar is set back inside a little bit and has some other things defending it, then it is a lot more difficult for me to be able to get it down. So that little tiny increase in HP maybe had a little, you know, maybe a little impact on some gameplay, but not really too much, right? Not really too much. The nerf For the Dragon Riders and the Super Dragons, well, I have not actually experimented myself because I've been trying more hybrid stuff. So I've not gone in and and tried any of the air stuff, but, you know, based on some stuff that I'm hearing from the rest of the community and seeing the rest of the clanmates, yes, it's had some impact, but there's still... A massive air meta and they're still able to triple things if you know what you're doing now you've got to be a little bit more careful because you've got that little bit less hp so you need to try to protect things or rage things a little sooner or whatnot but it's still it's still pretty heavy air meta right now and i don't know that that's going to change for a little bit until i'm expecting that we're going to see in the spring update probably a couple more troop levels right and hopefully that'll be geared towards the ground meta, and maybe we'll see a resurgence of ground. I love I love ground. I, Why well, I don't I love air? I don't even know. I don't even know what to say that I am, guys. I used to be almost strictly ground, and then I moved over to air, and right now on my Town Hall 12, I'm almost, yeah, I'm doing nothing but ground there. My Town Hall 9 is almost all Queen Charge Lalo because that's what is so powerful with Town Hall 9, and it works in all of the leagues that even... You know, there's, there's Town Hall Nine leagues that ban witches and whatnot. And speaking of Town Hall Nine, we're actually we're going to be doing some Town Hall Nine stuff in the Klaus Gaming family. Big D put out an announcement last night in the Klaus Gaming Discord. He actually announced it a little bit earlier in the Koz Discord, but asking about anybody have Town Hall Nines near Max Town Hall Nines that want to do some Town Hall Nine wars and some Town Hall Nine stuff. So we have right now we've opened up Gideon's Keep to any oh near maxish town hall nines. I have both of my town hall nines over there right now my maxed out cat nine fishes account and my alpha fish account that is almost a max town hall nine just got a couple more levels on my king and queen. That one's not going to be there permanently though because once that account hits max town hall nine it will be going to town hall 10 so it's not going to be over there forever. But we've brought a couple of the guys from the community over to do some town hall nine stuff. Why? Well just because we like town hall nine we got some discussions going in the discord server in the klaus gaming discord server about some of us missing some of the old school stuff and these are guys that aren't necessarily going out and looking for the town hall nine only leagues and whatnot it's just guys that have a town hall nine account that are casual players that wanted to do things so we said, why don't we open up the, the clan that we're still trying to get leveled up? We don't have anybody over there right now because we brought all the 14s back to KOZ. We want to get back into practice with uh, doing Town Hall 14 war so that we can be prepared for Champs 2. And we've got everybody else over in Eden's Edge, which means Gideon's Keep was sitting there kind of inactive. And we just decided, you know what? Let's do some stuff there. So if you've got a Town Hall 9 that wants to, wants to play, wants to do some war, we're not really doing we're not doing a an organized league with these accounts yet. It's just going to be random wars. It's just going to be fun stuff. Maybe we'll get some friendlies going, whatnot. Right now, we've got a whole ton of friendly challenges going, and I look like a complete and total bozo because I'm all big talk about how I can triple anything with my, you know, TDH-style queen-charge Lalo, and I got trolled by one of the guys that had joined the clan. I wasn't expecting a headhunter to come out of the clan castle, and it just tore through my my poor little Archer Queen as she was going in to uh, Queen Charge out two ads the enemy Queen and the enemy CC and doggone it a Headhunter and a Witch come out of there and I think this guy has been holding on to him for a while because I'm pretty sure they were max level Head Headhunter and Witch and I don't even know the Town Hall nine can take those anymore so he's probably like my one account that oh which account is it I think on maybe Alpha Fish I have to go double check but one of my mini accounts for the friendly challenge CC, it's still got like super minions and stuff in it, which it can't hold now. You can't even get them. Uh, it's got like max level super minions in it from before the CC request nerf. If you had those in your friendly challenge CC before the nerf happened there, the, the changes to the CC request stuff, they were still there. So yeah, that, that threw me for a loop and I failed on that. And then Aiden, uh, a town hall nine of somebody that we all know and love in the podcast community, he was over there and I ended up getting a one star on his because, well, because I got, I suck. That's what, that's what the because is. <laughs> so I need as much practice as everybody else, apparently. And hopefully all these friendly challenges will work and we'll have some fun doing some town hall nine stuff. So if you would be interested in partaking in some Town Hall 9-only wars, uh, hit me up on Discord. We're over in the Klaus Gaming Discord, so I don't know that I always have the link to that Discord server in the show notes. I will try to remember to put that one in this time. But for those of you who might want to try to come on over, it's a, a bit.ly link. Uh, so, H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash B-I-T dot L-Y slash Klaus, with capital K, Klaus, K-L-A-U-S, G Discord. And it's uh, capital K-L-A-U-S, capital G, -G capital D-I-S-C-O-R-D. That's the link to his Discord server. And we've got an announcement there about Town Hall 9 stuff. So feel free to come on over. If you're not in that server and you want a link, hit me up in the Clash on the Potty Discord or ping me in whatever Discord servers that we might have in common. And I'll send you a link over to that. Now, some other cool stuff that we do have going on. And let me make sure that I get the the prize amounts correct because Jesse has announced what the Legend League challenge is going to be this month, right? Because he has done it at the last, well, this will be the third time that we've done it. Go in, he's got a challenge army set up. You've got to do all of your Legend League attacks using the minimum number of whatever the challenge troop is for the month, and then there's cash prizes. This month, it was our good old Community manager, Darian, who decided that the challenge was going to be with bowlers. So the challenge will be, you must use 25 bowlers. I'm not talking super bowlers, regular bowlers. 25 regular bowlers. You can do anything else you want with the rest of the army space. But you've got to include 25 bowlers. We're going to see who, for the first week of Legend League, can push up the highest. We've got a bunch of casual people in this Discord server, and there's even some pro players in the Discord server. So you could be competing against guys that you can see performing on the world stage at some point. And it's kind of a neat challenge to see what we're all able to come up with. The prizes this month have gone up because of good old McKenzro Gaming. He has donated and helped sponsor part of this challenge. So the prizes, the third place prize is $30. Second place is $45. First place is $75 just for coming in and doing your first week of legend league attacks with 25 bowlers posting screenshots of your attack log so that we can verify that you actually did use the army that you were supposed to use and there's instructions for on how to do all that in jesse's discord server and you've got a chance at winning some some decent cash guys that's enough uh that's enough cash for quite a few gold passes or even maybe a a pack or two if you want to purchase something from the shop. So make sure you're heading over and checking that out. I have shared the tweet that Jesse has, has put out. I will make sure that I share it yet again so that if you're not in that server, you can get over there. And it, it doesn't hurt anything, right? It's it's the first week of Legend League. That first week of Legend League is so weird anyway because you're having all of the guys who are the, the 6K above pushers and the people who just hover around 4,900 trophies all bunched up together you might only get attacked three times but those three times might all be triples you might get attacked eight times but you'll win defenses on half of them because you've got the guys who were the town hall 11s that decided to push up or you've got just the casual players who were only going in every once in a while so come hang on us in the discord server we can all be a little weird together and try out some crazy attacks maybe we'll embarrass ourselves on stream when McKendro is streaming it, or when one of the other guys is streaming it, maybe you'll end up winning some cash money. And that would be fantastic. I hope that one of the podcast folks can actually win this. This isn't a podcast community event. It's, well, it's an event put on by a retired pro player and getting streamed by some streamers who who stream some of the pro content that's that's going on uh, throughout the various leagues and whatnot. So we've got a chance to maybe sneak in a podcast guy in the in the top three here. I would love, love to see that. Now what else do we have going on? Uh, this is mostly as a reminder to myself, but CWL is coming up. So if you're one of those clans that tries to get people to register ahead of time so that you can make up your rosters, you might want to do that now. Uh, I know that I haven't yet for Knights as Zion and Eden's Edge, so I need to get those roles and the things set up on our Discord server so that we can get that going. I'm uh, not sure yet which clan we're going to be doing CWL in with our Town Hall 14s. I would I would love if we could do both Knights of Zion in Champs 2 and Jericho Rising in Champs 3, but I don't know if we have enough 14s to be able to make that happen yet, so we will see what's going on. If you've got a 14 that you haven't, you know, done a Champion League war, uh, Champion League CWL, uh, feel free to, to drop us a line. Uh, hit me up on Discord and we can get you in there and maybe get you set up to do some, some Champion League warring with us. And if not, man, I hope that wherever you are for CWL, that it goes well. I can't wait to hear how everybody did. I know that we get a lot of CWL recaps from all of the podcasts. And it seems like everybody's doing okay. Yeah, we've had a lot of promotions, a couple of demotions, but folks are, are staying right around the same spot. So let's let's get some more recruits in there. Let's get some practice done. And maybe everybody will be able to promote up a little bit higher uh, this next time around. Now, what else is going on, guys? I don't know about where you live. I know that I didn't. When did we start naming winter storms? This is new to me. But I saw a news article that was talking about winter storm Jasper, and that actually it stood out to me because that's the name of one of Klaus's accounts. And it's actually the account he started right around the same time that I did. So that's the account that I followed through progression as I was coming up through to Town Hall 9. Uh, He doesn't play on that one very much at all anymore. But that's why that name stood out to me. But apparently, Winter Storm Jasper came across the country. It hit out west first, moved across the east coast. I don't know where it was picking up all of the moisture along the way. But by the time it got to the east coast, it decided to dump a little bit of snow on us. Now... I grew up in northeast Ohio, just on the southern edge of what we would call the lake effect snow belt. Because being just a a few miles south of Lake Erie, I didn't grow up right there in Cleveland or, or Toledo or any of the, like, Erie. I didn't grow up there where they just get absolutely pounded because they're right on the lake. I was just south of that little band of lake effect snow. But we still got a lot of snow. Guys, when I talk about snow now, because of where I live, I'm on the east coast, down south, it's, it's nothing. Uh, we got like six to eight inches of snow. And if we were back, if I was back where I grew up in Ohio, that would be nothing. It's not even worth mentioning, okay, we can only have one car in a lane at a time. It's not even worth mentioning, right? Nobody would even flinch. But down here, down here, that is enough to uh, wreak some havoc. And shut things down for just a little bit of time. And part of that is we're a southern state. We don't get it, but maybe once or twice a year we'll get snow, so we don't have a ton of like snow plows. Our, the, the Department of Transportation down here, for both the state and the cities, we don't own a whole lot of snow plows, and that's that's fine. I would rather not have a whole ton of them. Snow plows aren't cheap. They cost a lot of money. That's taxpayer money that's got to be spent to purchase them and then maintain them and operate them. And we have other things to deal with down here on a more regular basis. Like I mentioned in discord that our guys, we handle a hurricane like it's an everyday occurrence. I would much rather my taxpayer money go towards things like that, towards services and things that we use and towards, you know, the emergency funds for the hurricane stuff that we have to deal with on a little bit more regular basis than having to fund a whole bunch of snow plows uh, that, that only get used every so often. Now, yeah, hurricanes happen only every so often also, but there's a little bit bigger impact with those. So that, that's what it is. But yeah, six to eight inches. They got all the highways plowed. That was no problem. But like the street that I live on, it's a little tiny you know, neighborhood street. We never got any plows. We just had to wait for it to melt itself. And that's, that's fine. That's fine. Cause you know, it, it costs money to do things Not, there's nothing free. So the money for it's got to come from somewhere. And that, that usually comes from the taxpayers. Uh, we are blessed in that, that our city managers do a pretty good job of maintaining things and, and dealing with the money that comes in and keeping the, the property taxes is one of the lowest in the region. So I, I appreciate that now you would think that because I grew up up north where we had to deal with snow and no, Ohio isn't anything like some of the little bit further north states. I know that there's folks that get pounded with blizzards all the time that have to deal with it. So I'm not saying I grew up like that, but you would think that because I grew up in an area where we actually have winter that I would have no problem driving in the snow. And I, I don't, but it's not just about my ability to drive. It's about the ability of everybody else around me. And I'm used to driving in a place where the roads actually do get treated for snow, right? That's where I grew up. We had snow plows. I, I do have a story one time of when I was a teenager driving home uh, during an ice storm and there's a couple hills. Our, the, the road where I, that was between my church where I was at that evening and my house, there's a couple little hills, little rolling hills, and we come to the bottom of one of these hills, start to work our way up. The, there's like four inches of ice on the road because it hid, the, it froze. It warmed up a little bit. It rained. Everything refroze. It, was, it literally was solid ice on the road. And coming over the top of the hill in the other lane, coming from the opposite direction, coming sideways, actually taking up both lanes of travel, was the snowplow. Y'all know that if the snowplow is spinning out of control... the the roads must really be bad. (laughs) So that's just one of those stories. That was the first accident I ever got in. No, it wasn't the snowplow that hit me, but I come to the next hill and a pickup truck was doing the same thing. And the car behind me was so close that I couldn't even see their taillights. So I pulled over onto the shoulder the car behind me. Couldn't stop. They pull out into the other lane because they didn't know that truck was there coming at us sideways. They collide, they bounce off of each other, bump into my van and whatnot. That was the first accident that I ever had. And it was very minor. I had a little dent in the side of my van. So thankfully, I was smart enough to get off the road as far as I could. Regardless, that's not what this episode's about. I was talking about down here, right? So you'd think that I would be able to drive on the roads down here. But because they're not treated as much, it's it is a little bit more difficult. And I live in a military town. I live in one of the highest concentrations of military personnel in the United States, if not the world. And I love the military. I was in the military myself. I work for the military now and I'm not saying anything bad about them. But what that means is that we have people who grew up in every corner of this nation with every different driving style that you can imagine. We have people who grew up here and they just know how to drive like they have been here their entire lives like they have we have people like me who grew up up north or people up in new england who are used to how to deal with snow but maybe in a place where they handle snow better on the roads and we also got a lot of people from like southern california so there's there's fleet concentration areas for the navy and my region being one of them one of the biggest the other one in the the continental united states is san diego california when was the last time there was a snowstorm in san diego california Uh, if if you know that's the trivia question of the week, I guess. You'll be awarded cool points if you can figure it out without Googling. But you get all these people from all over the place, put them all in the same spot with a lot of traffic, and the driving styles don't always mesh well with each other. So it it can be absolutely nuts. Uh, My poor daughter, she had to go. It was her first time driving in snow, getting back and forth to work. And we had her kind of drive around the neighborhood just to just to get used to how the tires slip right when you're when you've got icy roads and whatnot. Had her drive around a little bit. She's like, okay, I think I got it. I said, great, you've got it now. Just watch out for everybody else, because I trust you. I don't trust anybody else on the road. (laughs) So it was her her first time driving by herself through the snow and she did just fine. Now, I live right across the street from a church. The church has a decent sized parking lot that people assume is an open area. Now, if you have an open area, empty parking lot in snow, what do you think people like to come and do? Yeah, people like to try to come into the church parking lot across the street from my house and do donuts. You know, it's fun, right? We're just going to go do donuts. We're going to spin around. Everything will be hunky-dory. It'll be all fine. Except it's not. And people get mad at me because I'll see them pull in there, and I'll, I'll try to go out and wave them out, and they think that I'm just trying to be some killjoy, that I'm just going to go call the cops on them call the cops. But let me tell you what usually happens. This church, part of the parking lot, has those concrete parking bumpers, parking blocks, or whatever, that it, you know, sit between the parking spots, right? So you nose in and your front tires hit that, and you know that you've gone as far as you're supposed to go. Some of the parking spots have those running right down the middle of the open space. Some of them don't. There's also a bunch of big light poles that are spread all throughout the parking lot. So now there's these big giant light poles that are taking up some of the open area that people assume that they have for spinning around and doing donuts. A few years ago, I hear these little engines coming down the road and I thought, oh boy, here we go. We've got a group of car enthusiasts in the area and they're great right when they show up in parking lots and stuff and they're just there to, to let everybody look at their cool cars cool it's some of the knuckleheads that then go out and start terrorizing the streets and running into my cars parked on the side of the road or you know jumping medians and hitting my neighbor's fence like oh twice a year whatever it's it's those individuals where there's only one or two of them that mess it up for everybody else but i hear all these engines coming Okay, let's go see what these guys are doing. And it's a whole bunch of guys in their Subaru WRXs, right? The little off-road uh, rally cross kind of Subarus. Cool cars, love them. They decide there's like five of them that they are going to do donuts in the parking lot of the church across the street from my house. And I go walking on and say, "Hey guys, could, you, you might not want to do that." And I get you know the glares and I get you know cussed out and whatever. Well, the snow was deep enough that the first guy coming in, he gets stuck in the snow. So now he's blocking the one entrance, and they're trying to dig him out. I had been shoveling snow on my sidewalk, so I was out there with my my shovel, shoveling snow off of my stuff. So the first guy, he gets stuck in the one side of the parking lot. The other guys, they back out, and they go into the other side of the parking lot because there's two entrances in and out. And one guy's trying to dig himself out. And I'm like, guys, can you not? Can you not do donuts, please, for for your own good? Please don't. And they think that I'm I'm just being a killjoy. So one guy takes off one direction, and a girl driving the car, she takes off the other direction. She gets down to the area where they have those concrete bumpers, the parking blocks, and she starts to do her donut. And her, I don't know which way she was spinning, but. One of the front tires hits one of those parking bumpers and I don't know how it didn't pop her tire. I honestly don't. It hits that, sends her a little bit airborne and when the car comes back down, the edge of her front bumper, including her little ground effect stuff to make her look all low to the ground, catches that parking stop and rips the whole front end of her car off. The whole fiberglass everything is now on one side of the parking lot and she is continuing to spin across the other side. Now, the other dude, he sees this, and he's about to go spinning through the area that doesn't have any of those parking bumpers. But he freaks out because he now sees his, his, whether it was his girlfriend, I don't know. He sees this car get all tore up, and he decides he's going to slam on his brakes and stop so it doesn't happen to him. Well, then he overcorrects and ends up slamming into one of the light poles, knocking the light pole down, blocking the other exit. (laughs) So they've got their first buddy gets stuck in the snowdrift. So, he's blocking the one exit to the parking lot. Knucklehead decides he's going to overcorrect and ends up knocking down a light pole. So, now that's blocking the other exit to the parking lot. So, now there's five of these cars trapped, and clearly they've been there doing, you know, they've been up to no good. So, they, like, come running over. Man, bro, can you give us your shovel? we got to dig out of here. And I'm like, no, I don't think so, man. Um (laughs) You, you just damaged church property you're trying to take off without getting held accountable you, you can wait for the tow trucks that are coming with the police because they've already been called to uh, to come in and fix the situation so those are the types of things that i have to look out for across the street so thankfully this time around we only had a couple pickup trucks that decided to go in there and try to do donuts and they were big enough to get over those parking bumpers or whatever you call them parking blocks without too much of a problem uh some dude in a mustang he decided he was going to try to do the same thing and hit an icy patch spun out of control and almost hit the tree so he he smartly decided to stop what he was doing and he headed on his merry way but yeah we we don't have a whole bunch of people coming in and plowing parking lots and what whatnot down here so six to seven inches of snow is enough to wreak some havoc for us. So that's that's the kind of stuff that we're, we've got going on down here where I'm at right now. What's the weather like where you're at? I know that a lot of folks did end up taking some of that snowstorm. I know that uh, Klaus down in Texas, he got pretty cold. I don't think they got any snow, but he got pretty cold. But I hope regardless of what the weather's like that y'all are doing all right, that everybody that did get snowed in, you've been able to dig out by now and that you're uh, doing just fine, uh, staying warm. All right, so enough about the crazy weather here where i'm at and, and stupid drivers and, and all that crazy stuff let's get back into some clash content knob my guy I'm, I'm finally going to attempt to at least begin answering one of your questions about these war wind streak clans uh we'll try to touch on some of the friendly war or the the farm war alliance stuff later i, I didn't get any responses back from anybody about that so i need to do a little bit of research I can't give you all the details about some of the the long streaks that have been going on in Clash of Clans for wars, but I'll give you a story about one clan in particular. This clan's name is, or was, they, they've actually had a clan name change how they did that. I don't know, because you can't change clan names uh, unless it's a forced one, but anyway... Their clan name was Six A Y Martians, so we'll we'll just refer to them as Martians from from this point out. Martians is the record holder for the longest streak, the longest war win streak ever in Clash of Clans. Now their their streak came to an end. Uh, their their war win streak was 583. Now the, the interesting thing about it is, I believe the clan was actually begun to do a war win streak their very first war was a draw and then they won the next 583 wars so they went 584 without a loss but being a draw doesn't doesn't count for the the win streak and the way that they go about doing this is this is where the very heavily engineered accounts come into play so back in the day when you didn't have to build all of your defenses before you moved up a town hall level. That's when their war streak actually started. And you can find out who the war streak leaders are. If you go to Clash of Stats, there's some leaderboards that Clash of Stats keeps track of. Uh, There's leaderboards for both accounts and for clans. And you can see that the, the Martian's clan is at the top for the longest streak ever and there are clans there's also a stat for the longest active streak and the ones with the longest active streak now are the folks who are kind of well they're they're kind of worried about some things that are that are happening because of past events that have happened to the other long war streak clans so back to martians martians had this massive long war streak and several times throughout their history they matched up with other clans that had massive war win streaks, and there was actually one where Martians were matched up against a clan called the Noobs. that got a ton of coverage in by by various content creators in the Clash of Clans community. There there was a lot of of a lot of controversy maybe about the way that some of these things went down. Uh, if you and this was about three years ago when they matched up against the Noobs, but what the clans would do is they would have an anchor, right? An anchor at the top that was going to be a, almost like a max account. And then they would have a bunch of typically engineered Town Hall 11s because even after the change where you couldn't go up in Town Hall level without building all of your buildings, that came when Town Hall 12 was introduced. So there were still a lot of Town Hall 11s out there who are heavily engineered. You know, the, the Town Hall 11s that have nothing but one cannon, but they've got maxed offense. And what that does is it gives a, if you have a clan that's devoted to doing that, if they are coordinated as a clan and having a bunch of these guys in the middle to the bottom that have a heavy offensive power but no defensive weight, then they get matched up against clans who might outrank them on defense. But here's where the the advantage comes in. If I'm a maxed out offensive Town Hall 11 and I match up against, and and I'm an engineered 11, and I match up against, oh, a mid-tier Town Hall 12, well, I'm going to give them three stars, right? I'm easily going to give them three stars. However, on the offensive side, I can pick up six stars against my relative weight in the war map because I've got maxed out town hall 11 troops. I could potentially be matched up against a rushed town hall 12, or I can dip a little bit and pick up those six stars and we just have people dip a little bit, pick up their six stars and only give up three in return. So there's there's as long as you have somebody at the very top though who can anchor and take care of whatever the top bases are on the other side of the war map, it kind of gives a little bit of I don't want to I don't know if I should call it unfair advantage because it's not it doesn't break terms of service but it's it doesn't necessarily go with the spirit of war right and supercell it's claimed that there's it's not cheating there's no cheating in it and i i applaud guys for figuring out ways to to do things within the letter of the law even if maybe it doesn't abide by the spirit of the law so that's where these warwind street clans came from I don't know that any of these massive win streak clans are actually actually have all maxed accounts and are, and are doing it the way that you and I would think about doing a, a war, right? Where we have whatever's in our clan, whether they're slightly rushed, whether they're strategically rushed. We don't have these strategically heavily engineered accounts in our clans, and those are usually the ones that are going to be participating in these, these war win streak clans where you've got several hundred wins in a row. That's really the only way that you can manipulate that matchmaking algorithm to come up with that. So now Martians, their war win streak actually started before Clash of Clans kept track of war wins. That or not of war wins, but of the win streak. So right now, if you look in your if you look in your clan profile, it has the the win streak, right? Well, when these guys started, that wasn't one of the metrics that was that was captured. The reason that you knew that they had that streak was that they had they had tied they had a draw on their first war and then every single one after that was a win so it, at some point let's say they had 250 wars with 249 wins and one draw you knew they had never lost and they had the screenshots to show that it was their first war that they had tied so that, that that's how they were able to keep track of that now during these streaks people try other clans that are engineered will try to match up with them and this is where you end up getting spies right you'll get spies that try to come into the clan figure out what your schedule is and then try to estimate what your war weight is and i don't know that it was a spy that happened with the noobs and i think if you go and search for search for the Martians. And I think Galadon has a video from about three years ago where he covered some of the war. A lot of the coverage that I have seen on YouTube about this was from foreign language YouTubers. So I couldn't understand. So Galadon was one of the ones that I watched. And there's a couple other guys where, a couple guys from India where I I watched the videos. But I just had to, you know, glean the information from what was on the screen. I couldn't understand what these guys were saying. But... There were some spies that went in, figured out when the the, the spin was going to happen, figure out the relative weight of what they were using, and then they would spin about the same time. Well, they get matched up with the noobs. The noobs had a win, a win streak. Also, it was only about half as long as what the Martians had. But here's what they did. The noobs, they were waiting. They were ready. They had heavily engineered bases, right? They had... A bunch of these bases that had no defensive weight all offensive weight they get matched up with his other clan that has the same thing and then these guys start spending thousands of gems prep day happens they see they're matched up against the other engineered clan now they're going to spend thousands of gems to upgrade a bunch of the accounts so accounts that started off as an engineered town hall 11 are now nearly maxed town hall 12s and they did that because they knew that the other team Wasn't going to risk giving up that massive advantage they have with their engineered accounts. So their whole goal was to hunt down the Martians, upgrade their bases, and then try to win the war. Well, the Martians saw that that was happening and they said, you know what, we're going to get beat. We're not even going to try. They didn't attack. The noobs did all their attacks, most of their attacks. And they ended up getting, it was a 10 it was a 10-person war, so 30 stars available, right? They got 29 out of 30 stars. They couldn't get a three-star on one of their bases. And here's where some shenanigans happen. They thought that the Martians weren't going to attack. They didn't attack for many, many hours. They the martians didn't do what the noobs did in that they didn't spend a ton of gems on a bunch of accounts but what the martians did do was they pulled their resources and instead of messing up the engineering on a bunch of accounts they spent all of their gems on one their number two account on the map they dumped a whole ton of gems into it and upgraded it during prep day as much as they possibly could. So here's some people who are, you know, spread out throughout the world. And they will decide they want to try to hold on to this Warwind streak. And they upgraded one account as far as they possibly could. And it worked. The noobs could not triple that one base. And then, after they had gotten to a 29-0 to 0 lead because the Martians couldn't... The Martians weren't attacking... Martians see that, all right, these guys have used up all the possible attacks that they can use. This Town Hall 12 base that was the number two on the map has now been upgraded, 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 and it's it's essentially become the, the heaviest base on the map. And everybody that is anywhere close to being able to triple this thing has already attacked it, and they couldn't triple it. Well, now the Martians start their attacks. And at the last minute, they go through and triple every base that the noobs had to offer they win 30 to 29. Now this was this was a major thing that was getting covered in the community. Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on in the forums at the time. The the forums is the the Supercell Clash of Clans forums is where a lot of this drama was playing out. A lot of the smack talk was going back and forth. A lot of the spies were getting outed as to what they were doing. And the noobs end up losing their their win streak, and the Martians get to continue on. And they, the Martians end up dealing with this several times, where they get sniped. They get hunted by some of these clans that... And it's even just players, because a lot of the players from the noobs end up going over and creating new clans that they're then going to try to match up with Martians so that they can end that streak. And it just became this thing. Well, let's fast forward to now, when they get to that 583 win streak... There is another clan out there. There's a a clan that got called Project Mayhem. Their entire goal was to end the streaks of all of these massive clans. And these guys were doing it in ways mm, that weren't exactly fair at all. There's a story about another clan called Michelin, Michelin Star. Michelin Streak—that's what it was. Michelin Streak, because they were—they were a Michelin three-star clan, right? Because that's—that's what they were going to do: was go out and three-star a bunch of stuff. What happened to these guys is kind of similar to what ends up happening to the Martians. Michelin Streak ended up—the guys in that clan had other clans. They—they they got matched up against the Martians. They lost, so they—they they had like three clans that they were doing war streaks in. So they hop over to Michelin Streak, and they're going out doing their thing. Well, they get matched up against this Project Mayhem. And during prep day, Project Mayhem has a bunch of hackers, a bunch of people who are organized, and they went out and fished some of the co-leader accounts that was in Michelin Streak. So they, they contact Supercell support and say, hey, I lost access to my account. This is the guys from Project Mayhem. And the way that we know this is that some of the guys from Michelin Streak ended up going as Spies over to Project Mayhem, getting some screen captures of some clan chat where Project Mayhem says that they're going to fish Michelin Michelin Streak. During prep day of Project Mayhem versus Michelin Streak, some people come into the clan. They fish the accounts of one of the co-leaders. So now they have access to the co-leader's account. Right before prep day ends, they end up emptying all of the clan castles and kicking everybody out that wasn't already a co-leader. And then they opened the clan to anybody and invited a whole bunch of little tiny accounts into the clan to fill it up. So now there's nothing in the CC. People have been kicked out and they have filled it to 50-50 so that nobody can even request to get in. That is how Michelin Streak's war streak ended was because some of the co-leaders accounts and I think even the leader account eventually got fished, got taken over. And before the actual owners of those accounts could get Supercell to give them back control of the accounts, the war has now ended. That sucks. That's, you know, the engineering thing, while I don't think it is in the spirit of war It is a valid option for winning wars. It's a valid thing that people used to do a lot. You can still do it, but not to the extent that they used to be able to do. But to purposefully infiltrate a clan, do whatever you can to get matched up with them in a war, and then hack into the leader's accounts, empty clan castles, and kick people? Nah, I'm sorry, man. That is stupid. And that same Project Mayhem that did that to Michelin Streak is the clan who ended the longest win streak ever, 583. They matched up against the Martians and ended their streak in a very, very similar manner. Now, that's just one story. There's a bunch of clans out there that have these massive win streaks. And it seems like every single one of those streaks has ended because of something suspicious like this. And there's not as much coverage of it now, but if you search through Reddit, the subreddit, for things like longest streak, or if you go into Clash of Stats and find the the clan names for these clans that have the longest streaks ever, not the longest active, but the longest ones ever, and search those clan names or those clan tags in the subreddit, or even just Google, you'll find all kinds of YouTube videos and discussions about the things that happened to these clans and their streaks. So building up those streaks is, you know, it's legal what they're doing. These guys don't necessarily have to break terms of service to be able to engineer accounts. And even the spy thing, it's, you know, maybe bad form, but it it doesn't break terms of service, right? You can, if, if you leave your clan open, or if you don't, happen to do a player clan history before you allow somebody that requests into your clan to come in well that's i mean that's on you so you just let spies come in it's part of the reason that supercell has implemented where you you can't come into a clan during cwl right if you go into a clan during cwl where you are not on the roster you, you can't see the warm up. Right? You've got to be an Elder or you have to be on the roster or have or had been in the clan when CWL started. So like when I'm jumping back and forth between Knights of Zion, Jericho Rising, Eden's Edge during CWL week so that I can donate troops, I until somebody promotes me to Elder, I can't see the map. All right. So I have no idea how things are going, uh, but they don't do that for regular wars. I kind of wish they would. The reason that they implemented it for CWL is because of the whole world championships thing. They didn't want there to be any tainted wars when it came to the the. now that they have, you know, if you get the Champions League, you cannot qualify for the world championships. So they didn't want there to be any, you know, any sort of shenanigans going on with that. But for regular wars, they don't care. You can be a member. You can join in during prep day. You can see if, if they're dumb enough to let you in. You can see what's on the map and you can you know try to scout the bases what's even worse is if they happen to fish the accounts of co-leaders and now you can go in there and have somebody empty out all the clan castles right before war starts so that is just one little story of how we get these massive wind streaks and how those wind streaks end and it plays right into the same thing that i have been pounding on for the last couple months about account security about supercell support and supercell id i i'm sorry it 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 all played it all comes down to that that if there was some better account security and there were some faster ways to recover your accounts without also then getting banned maybe some of those things wouldn't have happened And while I'm on the topic of account security, you know, the other guys that have been right on board with me with this account security stuff has been Rick, one of the moderators from the Clash of Clans subreddit. Well, guys, I I teased that these guys were doing a podcast and it is now out. I believe that they're calling it Reddit Talks Clash. It is the moderators from the Clash of Clans subreddit They do their podcast live on Reddit. So I think it's called Reddit voice, Reddit chat, something like that. It's one of the new things in beta on Reddit. And that's, that's where they talk and do, that's where they do their recording. And then members of the subreddit can be chatting underneath. So it's, you know, it's just like one of the, the live recordings that some of the clans or some of the podcasts have done on discord, except it's being done on the subreddit. And there are, thousands upon thousands of members of the subreddit so not the subreddit discord but the subreddit itself so they record it from there their podcast is available now on spotify they have their spotify link out Uh, i don't think it is on apple podcast yet right because apple tends to be slower in actually picking up the new podcast feeds so eventually it'll be there i don't have their rss link if you have the rss link you can manually pull it into uh, Apple Podcasts. So Rick, if you're listening, if you know how to get a hold of the RSS link, I don't know which podcast provider you are using for me with Anchor. I can go into my my podcast settings and find my RSS link. If you've got that, share that RSS link with me. And I will, because I, I listen on Apple Podcasts. That's just my preferred platform. I can enter that, that RSS link into Apple Podcasts. It'll pull it down manually for me. And it might actually if you have people on apple that are pulling that it might help get your podcast picked up there but if you're listening on spotify look them up guys reddit talks clash rtc it is the moderators from the subreddit talking clash what i love about this is that they have a little bit of a unique perspective and they also have a little bit more inside information now the moderators on the subreddit are not Supercell employees, but they have a little bit of more open communications with the development team. Uh, they're they're not they're not part of the creator program, so it's not like these guys are on the uh, the dev build and getting any you know extra information like some of the content creators do. It's not that way, but they do have some more direct lines of communication i believe i heard them say on the podcast that they they actually have a slack chat with some of the the dev teams so that they can they can have some direct contact with them now that doesn't give these guys any special privileges though rick shared a story about how his clan got fished so just like we talked about with these massive Wing Street clans his clan got fished and he was able to get it recovered through Supercell support it took a little bit of time to get the clan recovered but he was able to make it work and his status as a subreddit mod didn't really help him he had to go through the normal channels just like all the rest of us plebs have to do if something happens to our account or our clan but knowing that these guys have the ear of Supercell on occasion that they have some direct contact with Darian I think that might help us as a community as a whole to get picked up a little bit more, maybe by Clash of Clans and by Supercell, like acknowledging that there's Clash of Clans podcasts out there. So, uh, go give these guys a listen. Give them, you know, give them a thumbs up. Give them a, a whatever star rating you want to. Give them a written review. Uh, since they're on Spotify, oh man, we got a whole bunch of traffic coming up, and it looks hopefully like there's not an accident. But man, everybody just coming to a stop. Anyway, yeah, go go check them out. And thanks to Rick for being involved in the communities. He's been in uh, most of the most of the podcast Discord servers. He's helped to get this community going, and I I'm, I'm enjoying the conversations that they have. So shout outs to those guys for creating another yet another Clash of Clans podcast. Go check them out and uh can't wait to see what other information they have don't know how often they're going to be doing it if it's a monthly thing a weekly i don't remember what they said but go check them out it's going to be awesome all right guys i think that is going to be about it for me today i want to thank you guys for riding along with me and keeping me company letting me ramble on about all kinds of randomness And I hope that you'll keep tuning in. If you have any suggestions for content that you would like me to cover, content that I can hopefully remember off the top of my head, because I I can't sit here and read notes while I'm driving now that I'm actually back to driving to work instead of just sitting at my desk. But if you've got things, hit me up on Discord, uh, submit your questions into Questions for Catfish on the Discord server, and I'll make sure that I answer those on the podcast. Or if you just want to chat, you know, hit me up wherever I happen to be in a Discord server with you. I don't I don't mind pings from, from folks who have serious questions. Uh, reminder that we in uh, the Knights of Zion or the Klaus Gaming family are doing some Town Hall 9 stuff. So if you're interested, hit me up there. We'll get you into the clan that is doing all Town Hall 9 stuff. And don't forget to look for Jesse's Legend League Challenge. You have the opportunity to win up to $75 if you happen to be the person who can push the highest with 25 bowlers during the first week of Legend League. I think that's about it, guys. So until next time, I hope that y'all are staying safe and having some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.